Welcome to The Faithful Servant, a podcast reaching you in the midst of your battles where you can find hope, joy, wisdom, and healing. My name is Eric Howland, and at the end of the day, my hope is that I can hear the words, well done, my faithful servant. Welcome to this week's episode of The Faithful Servant. Uh, We're going to continue in on uh, what it means to be a faithful servant as a business owner. And, you know, one area I want to hit on this week is um, the aspect of just submitting to God and really talking about being humble as a business owner. Uh, I think oftentimes, and I know that I am guilty of this, is Sometimes we think we are the smartest people in the room. And our opinion matters more. And when you lead with that attitude, uh, what ends up happening in a business setting is the people around you become disinterested because they don't feel valued. Uh, they, they don't feel as if they can bring anything to the table. And so today we're gonna really talk about the impact of living a humble life as a business owner. And then also kind of dive into what is the outcome of living a humble life? So a personal story here is um, when my dad asked me to start kind of taking over the business, the day-to-day operations from him, um, I was a young, proud person. I saw visions of just growth, saw visions of wealth and saw visions of being able to do it my way. And that's all that mattered. And I just went with it. I literally felt that I was the smartest person within the company. Uh, And sometimes that arrogance bit me in the ass. Most times it bit me in the ass. Um, I couldn't get the key employees, the managers, the the people that ran the day-to-day operations. It was really hard for me to get them on board with the direction of the company because I did not value their input. I didn't take into consideration the things that they deal with on a day-to-day basis to be able to run the company in a kind of a well-organized machine. See, I, I had the assumptions of that what I knew was what was wrong with the company needed to be changed. And it wasn't necessarily, you know, the, 
what was wrong with the company. It, it was just how we just needed to clean up a few things to make our company run a little more efficient. But I didn't go down that path. I went down the path of let's burn the whole thing down and start over. Um, if you don't like my way of doing things, here's the road type of attitude. And ultimately what it led to was a lot of dysfunction within the company. Um, a lot of distrust. They didn't believe in me as a, their leader. Um, and in all reality, our business started to fail because of it. And it, it took a while for me to recognize that I'm, I'm far from perfect. I'm far from right all this time. And it led to a point where God shook my world up on how I viewed myself and led me down a path of really really questioning if if who I thought I was is actually who I was. And God turned the arrogance into humility. He took a young, proud, um, 29-year-old and turned him into a mature 40-year-old. He took someone who wanted to do it his way and turned me into doing it as a collective group, getting all opinions from people. See, now I let my store managers and assistant store managers run their stores they are the ones that deal directly with the customers on a day-to-day -day basis. And now I look at them for advice. What do you need? And what I've noticed in the company is you get more buy-in from the employees. And that's, that's kind of the, the first point I want to hit on is, you know, when, when you live a humble life as a leader of a small business, what ends up happening is it encourages your employees to have input into the day-to-day -day processes. They feel valued. They feel important. Like this is kind of an ownership for them. And so what you notice is better productivity out of them because they're proud of what they're doing. They're proud of the company that they work for because they value their opinions. And so when I sit down and talk with any of my managers, I'm, I'm asking them, what do you need from me? I'm encouraging them of what they're doing. 
I'm not dictating what they need to do. I'm encouraging what they know what to do. The other thing that I w I'm going to hit on too is learning from your mistakes. As a business owner, I've made so many mistakes. I, I, I could probably sit and do an episode uh, for 25, 30 minutes on all the mistakes that I've made over the last decade. Almost 15 years now. Um, but who I am today is someone who has learned from all those mistakes. If, if I could have uh, a guest on here, it would be myself at 29 years old. And I, I would ask him this question. Have you learned from any of your mistakes? And I can just picture what that 29-year-old would say. What mistakes? That was my attitude. What mistakes am I made? The 45-year-old, Eric, would tell you, that the greatest mistake I made was never listening to the key employees of the company. Never taking into account their feelings. And so I sit here and if you are a business owner out there and you're like the 29-year-old Eric, I'm going to be honest with you. You've made a lot of mistakes. You just need to wake up and see them. Because someone who recognizes that they have made mistakes is a person who is constantly growing as a person. And I think that is one of the most important aspects of any leader. Doesn't matter if you're a business owner or even if you're the president of the United States. Learning from your mistakes shows a maturity that other people will follow. Because no one's perfect. Lastly, what I want to talk about is the impact of living a humble life. As a business owner comes down to, it allows you to build stronger relationships. Any business with employees it is vital to have strong relationships. It's the whole kind of uh, culture within the company. If you don't have strong relationships within a company, how long are you going to last? When things get tough, you're going to have people running out the doors. And it's not going to be your customers. It's going to be your employees. 
because there's no strong relationship built. You know, I've, I, I've had some tough conversations over the last couple of years with some employees, and I've been shocked in the aspect of they've been tough conversations, but at the end of the day, no one's quit. It's because we have a strong relationship that we can be able to talk as adults and that we can have those tough conversations. But if you are coming into those tough conversa- conversations and you're, and you're not humble, what's going to keep them to stay? Because then it looks as if you're just blaming them. That you're putting all the responsibility for the failure on them. And so I would challenge you guys out there right now. Is if this is an area in which you're struggling with. You need to take a step back and analyze yourself. I've had to do that and I do it almost frequently now because I I want an environment within Country Tire where the employees want to work there because they feel valued. And like I said on last week's episode is, you know, I, I've fallen short of what my expectations of how to treat employees are for, you know, time and time and time again. But my focus is always to keep improving it. Well, for me to keep improving it means that I have to step back and be able to recognize where I have fallen short. So I want to talk to you about maybe some areas in which you can do some self-analyzing of yourself to take that step forward and building a strong community within your business as a business owner. And that's creating you to becoming a more humble leader. So number one, are you thinking and acting on the betterment of yourself or the betterment of others? You know, when I, when I was young, I was always looking at the betterment of myself. This is all, I mean, I'm taking the risk here. I'm the business owner. I have more to lose than the employees do. That was my attitude. And when that is your attitude, your employees are going to start thinking, well, I'm just here. But you're failing to recognize that they too have an investment into this because they want a long-term, like secure career. They don't want to be jumping from job to job. Yeah, there are people out there that are job jumpers, but most people in this country want stability in their life. That's comfort to them. They don't want to have to jump from job to job. 
but it's easy for them to jump when you are thinking of yourself and not thinking of them. So I would first challenge you. What's your first thought as a business owner? Is it you or is it them? Second, this one is sometimes hard. We like to give credit to ourselves. We are the smart ones. We are the business owners. This is my baby. This is my vision. I did this. How demoralizing to the employees that do all the hard work, that turn the wrenches every day, that are sweating when it's 110 degrees outside, that are freezing when it's negative 20 below outside. If you changed and gave credit where credit is due, the appreciation that they are going to have for what they do is going to go up. Because what you're doing to them by giving them the credit, you're giving them the ownership of the company. You're investing into them. And it doesn't have to be anything outlandish or extravagant. It just has to be go up to them and say, thank you for all the hard work that you've done. And like I said, I oftentimes fail at that. But 2024 is just starting. And we get to start right now. As business owners, we get to start right now to do better in giving our employees the credit that is due. Number three, and I've kind of already hit on this a little bit, but recognizing your mistakes. Take a step back and actually write down where you feel you have made a mistake. And if your paper is blank, then I challenge you to keep writing and keep thinking. And if you still have a blank, ask your employees where they think you've made a mistake. It might shock you. Number four, I always love making this statement to people because I think it's often true. God gave us two ears to hear and one mouth to speak. And there's an importance behind that. We are to listen first. The best leaders analyze. They sit back and analyze everything being given to them, being said to them. Because they are taking what other people are saying into account. And when you do that, you build a cohesive vision where everyone is headed in the same direction. It's kind of like the whole boat analogy. If you've got one person rowing 
in a different direction than the others. It's going to be a lot harder to get to your destination than if all of you were working together. In order to get there though, you as a leader have to step back and be able to listen first. When you listen first, here is what's going to happen. When you speak, people are more apt to listen. Because they know that when you speak doesn't happen too often, so it better be important if he's speaking. That's a life lesson that I have, I learned from one of my mentors in college. Is the best advice that he has ever given me was to be very slow to speak and very quick to listen. So then when I do say something, people know the importance of it. So I challenge you guys out there is if you're quick to speak, pause. And listen to what other people have to say. Lastly, ask the all important question. How, as a leader or a business owner, can I help you? Our assumptions are usually wrong as leaders of how we can help others. We think we know how we can help them, but at oftentimes we fall short of that one. They might think, or we might think that all they want is more money and their happiness with their job is going to be better. And you're, we're going to get more productivity out of them if we pay them more. But what if all they needed was you to be there to listen to them as their life was falling apart? And that meant more to them than a raise. So ask your employees, how can you help them? You might not be able to do everything that they ask, but what you are doing is showing that you care. You care about their thoughts. You care about their emotions. that's worth its weight in gold to most people. And that's what being a humble leader looks like is you, you are putting the other people around you and lifting them up. You're holding them up 
And the Bible verse that really hit me on this whole topic is from James 4, verse 6, where it said, God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble. I am a testament to that verse. I lived a very proud lifestyle as a young business owner. And God took everything away from me. He took relationships away from me. He took sales away from me. He almost took the company away from me. Until I learned the all-important lesson that God doesn't need me. But he wants to use me. And that, at its core, is what humility looks like. Is the recognition that you're not as important as you think you are. But you are loved enough that God wants to use you. He has called you to be a leader because he knows he can use you for great things. But if you stand in the way of what God wants to do through you, he has the capability of making sure that you don't get where you want to get. So, I challenge you guys out there. Is to live a humble life. To know the importance of your life. That God just wants to use you. But he doesn't care how important you think you are. And when you get to a place where you know that it's all because of God and how we're to treat others, you're going to see the benefits of living a humble life. And you're going to hear the words, well done, my faithful servant.